0: So Trump just reacted, I take it, Kristen, on social media.
1: Yeah, he just posted, and before I read it, I do want to note one thing. I talked to members of his team and to some of his allies who all said the same thing. They were extremely pleased currently with this decision. Now, that was twofold. One, because they wanted to present their immunity argument. Even though many of his advisors and allies actually don't believe that this is going to hold up in court, they were happy to get to present it. But the other part of this is that delay, delay, delay. They believe that now it is very, very likely that they are going to delay this past the November election, which is, of course, what their goal has been been all along so this is what donald trump posted on social media and i just i just it down give me one sec to pull it back up for you okay he says Legal scholars are extremely thankful for the Supreme Court's decision today to take up presidential immunity. Without presidential immunity, a president will not be able to properly function or make decisions in the best interest of the United States of America. Presidents will always be concerned and even paralyzed by the prospect of wrongful prosecution and retaliation after they leave office. This could actually lead to extortion and blackmail of a president. of course, as we know, the appeals court has already overruled this. Now that decision is stayed at this point. They said uh, that Donald Trump did not have absolute immunity and that presidents in the past have acknowledged that they don't have absolute immunity, uh, that they are beholden to the law. But again, this is something Donald Trump has become really fixated on, something that he sells to both the American public when he is at rallies, but also to private donors and in private conversations. It's something he wants out there and he wants out there argued. And again, the even bigger part of all of this, Wolf, is that trial date. What they have been hoping for, for all of this, was that these trials would get pushed back after the election. Now, of course, there's a chance Donald Trump doesn't win, and then they have to address that then, but the hope is that Donald Trump does become president and then can dismiss these cases. So they've been trying all their options, really exhausting every legal avenue to push this and push this. And now this decision makes it likely it's going to be pushed several months, at least up butted up to the election or even past it. Good news for the former president. Yeah,
0: potentially very good news for Trump indeed. Kristen, thank you very much. Stand by, we'll get back to you. I wanna bring in our legal experts for some serious analysis right now. Joan Piskupic, you're our senior Supreme Court analyst. Two questions, why did it take the justices so long to decide to hear these important arguments about presidential immunity? And when do you see a ruling coming from the US Supreme Court?
2: Okay, I'll give you a brief answer to the second first and then a longer answer to the first. I think by the end of June, we should probably see an answer. But the question, it's not surprising that the justices agreed to take this up. I thought they'd wanna have the last word on it because it's such a big question of presidential immunity. The DC Circuit opinion was very sound. There were some arguments for just leaving it in place. And the fact that it took them about two weeks to even decide what to do, suggests that there was some dissension behind the scenes, that there was enough people there a a number of justices who thought let's not engage on this because they put it on an expedited schedule to hear it uh, the week of April 22nd. But every day counts when you're talking about briefing. If the justices were going to do that from the start, they should have done it two weeks ago when they had all the filings in. As I said, it suggests that there was some trouble there. But the bottom line then, Wolf, is No wonder Donald Trump is saying, uh, thank you, Supreme Court, (laughs) because this actually makes the Supreme Court a bit of a partner of his in his effort to delay things. Why do I say the end of June then for a final ruling? Cases that the justices will be hearing off the Donald Trump topic that they'll be hearing that uh, at, at the end of April will all be resolved by the end of June because that's when the ter- the session ends uh, for the 2023-2024 session. Now, it could go longer. They could actually decide this even sooner, but I think what we have now is a situation where obviously we're not gonna see the start of any trial um, on these election subversion charges in early March, but I think at this rate, we won't see a trial in summer and we might not see it before the end of 2024
0: really because
2: of this action and Trump today. and his
0: lawyers have always said delay delay right. delay so this is good news for definitely Trump, good news potentially all right Norm Eisen is with us as well our, our CNN legal analyst uh, let's talk a little bit about the special counsel Jack Smith this is a major setback he wanted to move quickly on this so how does this impact the specific charges he's filing against Trump
3: Uh, It may have a profound impact, Wolf. There are still unknowns, as Joan notes, including we don't know what conversations went on in those two weeks about this schedule or the schedule that could follow. Given the historic importance of this case, we have seen the court move quickly to decision in the past. In the U.S. v. Nixon case, Uh, even faster on the Bush v. Gore timetable, a variety of important cases in the Trump administration and the Biden administration. If you get a faster decision, this is still a very expedited timetable for a major historic case at the Supreme Court. If you get a faster decision, Judge Tanya Chutkin has said she will not take the political calendar into account in setting this trial. DOJ policy does not prohibit a trial taking place, now it's key for the Supreme Court to move fast if this case is gonna go to trial. And you know the other impact of this? It's bad for Jack Smith, but Alvin Bragg has been saying his 2016 election case is an election corruption case. It's an election interference case. That's what he's gonna argue to the jury. That case just became a lot more important, and what that case is, the great debate is it a democracy case or a hush-money one, became even more important today.
0: Certainly did. uh, Stand by. Steve Vladek is with us as well. Steve, I know you study the Supreme Court very, very closely. How do you read uh, this decision that was just announced today? Are you surprised they're going to hear arguments in this case on this slower timeline that's about to unfold? Steve, we got a technical issue we're going to get back to you. Uh, you, know, you know, it's a serious situation. Joan, maybe you can uh, oh, answer that Sorry, question. Wolf.
2: Oh, wait a minute. I think we hear Steve. Steve, right, try Steve, again. Uh, Steve,
4: I'm are you there now? So, uh, Wolf, it's the, the wonders of modern technology. You know, we had always thought that there was a chance that the court was going to take this case up on an expedited basis. We had always thought it would consider treating President Trump's application as an appeal. I think Joan's right. The surprise is only that it took the better part of two weeks for the court to get to this result. And Wolf, what that suggests is that there was an effort over the last two weeks within the court to find some kind of conclusive resolution that didn't require the court to give it the full process. Maybe there were four votes for that resolution, but there weren't five or six. And so I think the real tea leaf here is that there are a couple of justices in the middle, maybe a Justice Brett Kavanaugh, maybe a Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who might not be sympathetic to former President Trump's immunity claim, but wanted the full court to have the opportunity to receive briefing and argument. And we'll just really quickly on the timing point. You know, yes, this is not as fast as a lot of people would want. This is about two weeks slower on the briefing schedule than what we saw in the Colorado disqualification case. At least by historical standards, this is still pretty fast for the U.S. Supreme Court. That's not gonna satisfy those who are worried about the delay this is gonna bake in now to the January 6th prosecution. That's a fair reaction. But if we look at the court historically, this is still the court moving much faster than President Trump had asked it to and then it at least theoretically could have.
0: We shall see what happens.